Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. It's Golden Gate Park Week on Bay Curious. We're saddled up for a six-part series that corresponds with a fabulous walking tour that I hope you will take once all these episodes are out. Stick around at the end of the show for more details on that. Now, I'll admit, I partly wanted to do this series because when I first moved to the Bay Area, I lived a few blocks from Golden Gate Park. And I didn't have any friends for a while, so I spent a lot of time wandering around and checking out all its nooks and crannies. I love this park because it has so many little worlds within it. On one end, you have the stately Dutch windmills looming overhead. We'll be talking more about those very soon. Then at the other end, you have disco beats blaring from a boombox, and people are roller skating, showing off their best moves. But perhaps the most unexpected thing that you will find in this park is a herd of bison. These quiet, lumbering giants were named the United States Official Mammal by President Obama in 2016. But their history in the park, and in the West, goes way further back, of course. And that's what we're learning about today. So sit back and relax. It's Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and... I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Bison hold a unique place in Golden Gate Park history, as reporter Jessica Plachek found out. She pulled on her work boots and headed to the paddock for the story. They're the largest mammals in North America. A male weighs up to 2,000 pounds, females 1,000 pounds. 
we have Betsy, Bellatrix, Buttercup, Bambi, and who am I missing? Brunhilda. <laughs> All be named. All be named. For yeah. bison? Correct. <laughs> This is Sarah King from the San Francisco Zoo. She's here at the paddock to feed the bison, which you should know are not the same as buffalo, though the names are often used interchangeably. These are bison. Buffalo are only from old world continents, Africa and Asia. These bison aren't from the Bay Area. They're adapted to the Great Plains, where the weather's a lot more extreme. They can actually use their head almost like a snowplow and move snow out of the way in order to get to the dried shrubs, mosses, lichen that are underneath all of that snow in order to maintain their body weight and make it through the winter. These hairy beasts attract a lot of attention. What's that? How many are there? There's six. Six. I was right. Keith Robinson is a groundskeeper at Golden Gate Park and often finds himself answering visitor questions. Like, how old are they? Seven now. Where did you get them from? We got them from a, a ranch. Uh, do they want to like ram humans or are they like peaceful? No, they're actually quite peaceful. Well, they haven't always been that way. We'll get to that. But right now, we're more interested in a question from one of our listeners, Paul Irving. So I'm a cyclist, and I cycle by here all the time. But it's pretty rare that I actually stop and walk around the paddock. We walked along the entire fence enclosing the pen. The bison roam around this big field with some small green hills. The Richmond neighborhood is just a few blocks away, and sometimes you can smell the ocean breeze. Finding the bison here is unexpected, maybe even weird, which brings us to Paul's question. What's the story behind the bison in Golden Gate Park? It's actually pretty easy to find the answer. Just a couple of weeks ago, I decided, well, I really should get off and read the signs. And uh, so came and uh, this answered a few of my questions. <laughs> That's right. There's a sign. It touches on the basics, but we get a lot of questions about the bison, so I dug up some more information. To start us off, here's Paul reading the sign. Until 100 years ago, 30 to 60 million bison roamed North America's prairies. One frontiersman told of a herd five miles wide and 12 miles long. Bison were all over the West, grazing from northern Mexico all the way up through Canada. Times were good for the bison. Until European Americans expanded into the West. The bison habitat was crisscrossed by railroads and turned into farms. Imported cattle brought new diseases to the bison. Then there was the killing. Bison were killed for food, skins, and to deprive the Plains Indians of their primary food source. Bison skins were turned into leather, and their bones were ground up to make fertilizer and fine china. But many animals were killed for sport. There were competitions to see who could kill the most bison, and tourists on trains would shoot the animals from their seats, leaving the carcasses where they fell. And while the U.S. government clashed with Native Americans over land, the army encouraged the rampant slaughter. One colonel even told hunters, Kill every buffalo you can. Every buffalo dead is an Indian gone. Eventually, there were only about a thousand bison left. Many of the surviving animals were raised on farms and bred with cows. Most of the bison we see today have a little cow in them. On February 13, 1891, when the species was close to extinction, the first bison was brought to Golden Gate Park. 
When Golden Gate Park was created in the uh, 1870s, the idea was to recreate a little bit of the um, Wild West. This is Phil Ginsberg, the general manager of San Francisco Recreation and Parks. So bison and several other animals were actually first put in a paddock, which is very close to where Keysar Stadium is today. They bred the animals to help bring them back from the brink of extinction. By 1998, more than 100 calves had been born in the captive breeding program, and the total number of bison in North America exceeded 200,000. The population growth is due to conservation and because we started raising them on farms for meat. And now, with so many bison, the park has stopped breeding them. Today, we have only females. Just keeps everything a little bit more calm, as it were. When bulls roamed the herd, things could get pretty aggressive. One tried to maul a policeman on horseback, and they were known for charging. Zookeeper Sarah King says that they can run pretty fast, too. They can. They can run up to 30 miles per hour, and they can actually swim really far, too. They can swim um, over half a mile. So they're very strong animals. <laughs> is there dominance within this herd, even though there's no bulls? There is, yes. You don't see aggressiveness that you would see on, you know, wildlife shows, but there is definitely a matriarch. That would be Betsy. She's the one that comes first into the feed pad. She'll go to the food first, and then it trickles down from there. The bison in the paddock today are not descendants of the park's original herd. The herd has been replaced a couple times when the female bison get old and mosey on to the golden plains in the sky. I was surprised to learn that the bison have been in the park for over a hundred years. Have there been any crazy incidents? I am so glad you asked that, because there have. The bison have escaped, though my favorite incident is a rumor. A bunch of students allegedly let the bison out, and they were later found roaming in the Richmond. Oh my gosh, can you imagine just like strolling along the street in the Richmond and coming face to face with a bison? I think I would kind of love that. (laughs) Thank you very much for the story, Jessica. Oh, yeah, no problem. We made a video where you can meet the whole bison lady gang. Head to baycurious.org and check it out. This episode first aired in 2017, and since then, sadly, we've lost some beloved bison, like Brunhilde, RIP. But five new calves joined the herd in 2020, so their legacy in the park will continue. As I mentioned at the top of the show, this episode is part of Golden Gate Park Week here on Bay Curious. The episodes we're dropping in coming days are all part of an audio walking tour we've made of the park. We've got a map and details at baycurious.org slash goldengatepark. We'll put a link in our show notes, too. Bay Curious is made by Katrina Schwartz, Brendan Willard, Sebastian Mignobicelli, and me, Olivia Allen Price. Thanks also to Sarah Rose Leonard, Lance Gardner, Kiana Mogadam, and Rebecca Cow for their help on this series. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. 
Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. 